Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The latest documentary from award-winning director Alex Gibney, Crazy Not Insane, asked the question, why do we kill? Why do some of us kill and others resist the temptation? And what makes a serial killer? Dr. Dorothy Otnell-Lewis, a psychiatrist who's worked with numerous serial killers, including Ted Bundy, Arthur Shawcross, and Joel Rifkin, has been looking into these questions for decades. Fascinated by the human brain and its capacity for ruthlessness, she has spent her life investigating the interior lives of violent people. She's also been developing a unified field theory of what makes a killer along the way steering Away from the conventional wisdom of her colleagues, she explored the world of multiple personality disorder. And with that, I want to introduce to the program the one of the producers of this terrific documentary film called Crazy Not Insane. And that would be Ophelia Harutunian. To you, Ophelia, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks for hi. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. How did uh, you and uh, Alex and the team, how did you come upon this subject of, of what makes a serial killer a serial killer? How did this all start? Laura Dern um, had reached out to Alex about doing a fiction series about a, a psychiatrist who sees people on the death row. This was 2016. That was something that we were interested in and Alex was interested in and we started researching about it. It's pretty much impossible to research this and not really um, come upon Dorothy Lewis and her work. We read her book, which is fascinating. We reached out to her, you know, asked her if, if we could meet up. And she said, yes, we met with her and she came with some VHS tapes um, that, you know, we had to find a, a VHS player. She showed us some clips from some of her patients. And I mean, they were all just so mind blowing and fascinating. Nothing we had seen before. Um, and so the idea was that Dorothy was going to kind of consult on this fiction thing and, and then... Um, uh, as we worked with her, we, we realized how fascinating she was as a character as well, not just the just the subjects that she worked with. And Alex decided that he really wanted to make a documentary about her, and that's that's how it all started. Yeah, this is such an endlessly fascinating area of human study. Why are we violent? Why do we do mm -hmm. what we do? Why do we act out? These different ways in which, and people have been studying this for as long as people have been studying human behavior. How would you describe Dr. Lewis in her area of study? What would you, how would you characterize it? She is a pioneer when it comes to how to approach a case, how to approach a subject who you know has committed a crime because before she started kind of working with defense lawyers, what the defense lawyers were doing were really just looking at the crime, the circumstances, anything kind of relating around that. But what, when she started working with them, she said, hey, you can't just look at the crime. You got to look at their history. Look, you got to look at their family, the background, their childhood. So this was something that not a lot of people were doing back then. And so when we interviewed Dick Burr, who's a reputable death row um, defense attorney who's in the film, he said that Dorothy just taught them how to how to do this differently because they were they were not even thinking about this you know, before meeting with her. And so she really changed the game when it comes to just how to like 
look at a case and, and what what to look for when you have someone who has committed a crime um, that you suspect that could have some kind of mental issues. In that sense, she's a pioneer. She definitely is a hero for some, but for some others, she, you know, some other people don't believe necessarily in dissociative identity disorder. They don't think that that um, exists. And so some of some of them are critical of her work. So it really depends who you ask. But mostly she definitely is, is considered a, a psychiatrist who um, has um, gained her 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 place in, in this world. One of the things that jumped out at me during uh, watching Crazy Not Insane was when uh, Dr. Lewis was talking about her studies with uh, juveniles who are dealing with mm-hmm. mental issues. And she, uh, there was a statistic in it. I don't like to throw, a lot, throw around a lot of statistics, but for this particular point, I think it's important. She noticed that th- she studied 55, or she had access to 55 different cases of, of a mental disorders uh, in these juveniles. 21 of them were deemed homicidal. And what seemed to distinguish them between the others was that they had all been victims of abuse childhood abuse, Mm -hmm. and also some sort of impairment, whether it was a a physical trauma to the brain, trauma physically seemed to be traumatized in some way, mostly brain disorder. Mm -hmm. Uh, That seemed to be uh, a a major characteristic for someone who would eventually act out violently in regard to possible homicides. The idea that this hasn't been studied before was kind of shocking to me, that the, the idea that a brain injury of some kind or abuse wouldn't be a precursor to f- behavior later on in life is in, in I'm shocked to hear that it took this long for someone and I'm thankful that Dr. Lewis did this but were you surprised by the fact that it'd been this long before someone had actually looked into this as yeah a I mean, I, I definitely was surprised. Uh, I mean, well, granted, this was 70s, 80s that they did the study, but um, I definitely was surprised that even with this study from back then, I was surprised that I didn't know about the connection, that as a general public, right. we're not aware, we're not informed and educated about the importance of um you know, the childhood abuse and and the connection between some kind of a brain damage and the abuse and psychosis and how that three together can can create a dangerous person. So I was definitely surprised, but her study was cited in two Supreme Court um, decisions. I mean, her study was instrumental to some of the changes that happened. Uh, One of the cases was, you know, can we, should we execute people who were underage when, when they committed the crime. I mean, uh, those were questions that we were asking back then. Um, of course, right now it, it sounds absurd that we're even asking that, but back then you could ex- execute an underage person. Um, it was considered, you know, um, it was legal and um, now it isn't. Yeah, her studies were instrumental to overturning these, um, these laws and decisions. I'd like to remind our listeners that we're talking with one of the producers of this terrific documentary film that was directed by Alex Gibney. It's called Crazy, Not Insane. And we're talking with Ophelia Arotunian. One of the ideas that is prominent in Crazy, Not Insane is there's two, two kind of major points. One is the idea of evil. And we see an interview with Dr. Lewis and, and uh, Bill O'Reilly in which he's talking about these, these murders being evil. And she says, well, evil is not a scientific 
designation, which I thought mm -hmm. most people don't think along those terms. And when you hear it said out loud, it really hits you that this idea yes. of evil is something that we all take as a given that people mm -hmm. who do certain things are evil and and I'm not just in some way it is venal and horrible and you know, all those other things. But for her to put it in those terms, that that was really important. And second thing, and it's really a big part of this film is how we address the death penalty, who we execute, why we execute them is another very, very important part of the film. And if I'm misstating that, please let me know if that's one of them. No, absolutely. I mean, the fact that, like you said, she says evil is a religious concept. It's not a scientific concept. And, and you know, we probably, all of us have used the word evil some, you know, at some point in our lives to describe certain actions, you know, that was so evil of, of him or her, you know, whatever. Um, and we don't think about that. But I think her, what she really is working hard to explain to people is that people are not born evil. People right. are not born, you know, killers. Killers are made. She thought about this a lot when examining Ted Bundy because a lot of people called him evil. They would just say he he's just evil. There's no other way to explain why he's doing what he's doing. And that was not enough for her. She, she was like, I that's not enough justification or explanation for me. I need to understand why he did what he did. Evil doesn't cut for me. Right. Well, it, it, it's an easy way to explain away a lot of other things. To just designate something as evil really covers a lot of ground right? It, mm -hmm. it, you exactly. Don't, you don't, yeah, you don't know what, what else to say. You say evil. Right. And I, and I understand the concept of saying things are evil. I understand our impulse to want to be able to designate something that we don't understand and give it a name and say it's heinous. And it is heinous. This behavior is absolutely heinous. But it also, it also puts us into that sort of mindset. Uh, and I'll, I mean, maybe this is a stretch. Our inability to understand human behavior we're not that far from the, the Salem witch trials as an example of many, many uh, ways right. of explaining things we don't understand, putting a label on them and then exercising them from our, from our society, either violently or in other ways. And I, and I think that's, for me, watching the film, that, that's, that's an important thing that we need to come to grips with. Yeah, I, lo I love that example that you brought. If we don't understand it, then it, it must be something we need to get rid of. And you would think that by now we would have just learned more about it and we would have spent more time and energy and money on understanding why people kill so that we're not punishing but preventing. You know, I mean, how, how much longer can we punish? What if we work the other way? You know, what if we just, instead of putting people in prisons and just say, we will always have prisons and this will always be the punishment, actually try to spend more money and energy on on making sure that we don't need to put right. people in prisons because we won't have criminals or we won't have killers, et cetera. I mean, I'm, I'm saying something that, that might sound like a utopia for people, but if we don't try, we won't know. And, and we just haven't even tried. We haven't tried to understand more this, the psychology of, of killers. Well, well, I think it's important. Either, either her research, either Dr. Lewis's research is, is correct it's verifiable. It's 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 reliable. We can repeat her her the things that she does in terms of possible therapies, possible ways to treat people who are prone to violence and to murder. If it is true, then there's no reason in the world why we should not be doing this. And I and again, this is the value of documentary films and filmmaking and film 
film people like yourself and Alex Gibney is to ask these questions. And, and it's for us, the, the rest of us, to make those kinds of informed decisions about how we deal with mental mm -hmm. illness and abuse and psychosis and the rest of it, and not rely on some kind of, you know, witchcraft or religious dogma that we have to employ in, in, a, in a situation that doesn't really warrant that kind of thing. Exactly. And I think we should work. I think the law should learn, like Dorothy says, the law should learn from psychiatry, but it's the other way around. Um, right. For some reason, we don't listen to our doctors and scientists. Um, and we come up with laws that are not very thoughtful or not very researched or don't take all these things into consideration. And it really, we need to cooperate and collaborate with, with people who know, you know, mental illness, people who understand the psychology of killers to draft laws that um, kind of reflect that. Right. And, and we're not doing that. Yeah. It's counterproductive as well. It's it yeah. does, at some level, at some point we've got, we've got, you know, we are humans and well, and as long as we're, on this planet doing what we do, we have to we have to be better about understanding why we do the things that we do. And um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so very much. The film again is called Crazy Not Insane, and it is currently running on HBO Max. Tell, tell us how people can watch uh, Crazy Nuns. Yeah, it premiered uh, last night on HBO and, and, and it's available on HBO Max now starting today. Fantastic. Well, I, my congratulations to the entire team, Alex and yourself Thank you. and everyone who was a part of this terrific work. Uh, this is part of Jigsaw Productions and you should go to their website because they have produced an amazing array of uh, films, documentary films over the years. So you should check that out. Uh, well, Ophelia Harutunian, thank you so very much for being here today. And Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music